Anchor your Dorothys for episode number 58 of the Retro Rewind podcast. That doesn't sound very pleasant. Retro Rewind podcast initialized. Mission identified. Twister, 1996. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 58. There you can find links to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can also leave us a comment on this episode. And you can also find the links to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, I want to say for this episode, our reflux capacitor was untwisted thanks to uh, Dorothy Technology, also known as uh, Money, provided by our patrons, <laughs> Brian Keating, Jake Arsenu, and Andrew Legreve. Thank you guys so much for your twisterific support. Um, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I am a dad, a designer, with no degrees in Doppler detection. And I predicted that Twister would be a tragic movie. Oh. oh, so if you have no Doppler degree, if you're doppelganger king up, to, you have no doppel detection. If your doppelganger king up came up to you, and you would have no way detecting that's your doppelganger, right? Or is that a different? I'm kind joined of... as always by my good friend and co-host Paul, the master of interrupter powers. Hi, Paul, and I have no idea. It's Doppler like Doppler radar, not doppelganger. Oh. I don't know what doppels are, so the only anyway. Oh, I predicted this movie would be doptacular, oh, full of dopplers, and uh, no, I predicted that this movie would be a classic. Cla- oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And my trivial question for you, Paul, is: Jan DeBont, the director of Twister, yes, is a vegetarian, at least, and he was he stated that he hated filming the scene at at Aunt Meg's house. When everyone is eating oh, the yeah. steak and eggs, mm-hmm. Paul, have you ever gone somewhere to eat, but the food there that they offered you repulsed you? Yes. Um, I've been over to people's houses as kids. Well, I'm one of those weird, weird people that doesn't like whipped cream. So uh, we were over at these people's houses and they serve like pie with whipped cream on it. And Wait, so do you like I've... Cool Whip or... No. You don't like any of it? No. Oh, Christy, anyway, my wife's that way, g- actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, I, I, I suffered through that just to be polite to the people, you know, as who invited us over. And I usually don't eat dessert that slowly, but and luckily it was a small piece. All right. So. I don't think I, I don't remember that about you, Paul, but cool. All right. And. Joining us this time, our guest host uh, runs the Breakroom Studios network of podcasts and other content, and uh, we're about to find out a little bit more about him. I want to welcome Chris Cowan to the show. Hi, Chris. Hey, awesome to be here. Awesome to have you. Uh, so yes. I have a few more questions for you than I did for Paul. First, I want to ask, who are you? I am a <clears throat> Caucasian homo sapien uh, of the male gender. Cool. Well, that narrows I, uh, it down. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, reproduced three spawn. Oh. All, oh. Also male. <laughs> I 
<laughs> such so every time you question, I don't know. Well, how to you like to throw that out on one of your other shows. <laughs> so there um, you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's uh, the Patreon Podcast dot com, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. My second question question for you, Chris, is what did you predict Twister would be? Uh, I think I predicted it would be a, a classic. A classic? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And Paul. Yeah, I, had, I, had, I had good memories of it from, from back in the 90s. Oh, very yeah. cool. All right. Um, and then my last question for you is uh, related to Twister. We call it our trivial questions. Um, nice. Twister was apparently the first movie to be released on DVD and also the last movie to be released on HD DVD. One of the last. <laughs> oh, is, is that wow. it's not really the last? No, but it's one of the last. All right, one of the last then. Chris, my question for you is, did you ever own an HD DVD player? I never did. Okay. I thought about getting one when they became uh when HD DVD became obsolete because you can oh. get them so stinking cheap at uh, Yeah. At oh. Digital Records. I never thought about that. I thought, I thought it would be a good way to get, you know, instead of paying like 30 bucks for a Blu-ray, pay like 5 bucks for a used HD DVD. Mm-hmm. But I never did mm-hmm. it. That's fair. Paul, I'm curious. Did you ever get one? No, I thought of the same thing and, and rip those suckers, you know, and have a, <laughs> my own copy. But uh, I, I bowed out as well. Yeah. I, I, never, I wasn't really interested. I just waited until they picked a format, and that's the one I went with. Yeah. But cool, guys. Uh, um, by the way, no regrets here. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we may regret watching this movie again. But Paul, why don't you give the course to Alice, please? All right. Let's have a roundtable discussion on Twister as we go round and round the table and discuss wherever this... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> after that, when it, the, you know, the tornado magically goes away for whatever reason, we'll talk about the new tubes or what we've been up to lately and maybe see what you've been up to lately. Ooh. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, Alice, whenever you find the target for Twister, you know, whether it's the center of the Twister or what have you, let us know. The eye of the storm. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. The critics are blown away. It's coming! An excellent adventure. Exciting and visually astonishing. Fight! Intensely entertaining. You got to get out of there! Run! A nerve-tingling combination of terror and wonder. Twister. Now playing at theaters everywhere. A mixture of terror and wonder. Let's find out if we remembered a mixture like that in our memory mind melt synopsis. Helen Hunt, as a girl, loses her sister to a Class 5 tornado. Helen grows up to be part of a tornado-chasing team who Bill Paxton joins to get some newfangled sensors into the tornado. There were divorce papers and flying and floating cows. Also, the tornado can rip apart a house, but not their makeshift harness. Hmm. (laughs) But they all survive another Class 5, just as Bill was going to say, Game over, man! Game over! That was the wrong movie. I think that was a lot of the wrong movies, so we must have been this. <laughs> I do not remember her losing her sister. No. Yeah. Um, she did it. I won't own up to who that 
misremembering was. She almost <laughs> lost Toby the dog, who was in a previous podcast. That ours. same dog was? Toby the dog? Yeah. Yeah, there was a dog named Toby in the... Um, the oh, my gosh. Great Mouse Detective. Oh, right. But it wasn't the oh, same breed yeah. or anything. Well, it wasn't... The, okay, fine. Ruin the illusion for our podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 30 if you want to listen to Great Mouse Detective. But, Paul, why don't you detect for us some technicals for Twister? Twister was uh, released in theaters on May 10th of 1996 in the United States of America. It was rated PG-13 and ran 113 minutes because the wind blew so hard. It was directed by uh, Jan Devont and uh, went on to star uh, Mad About You's Helen Hunt and uh, Game Over Bill Paxton. (laughs) And uh, Wesley from The Princess Bride as a bad oh, guy. Yeah. A very young uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, Cameron Fry from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And for all you Lost fans out there, there was a very young Dr. Daniel Faraday in this film. Oh, cool. There was? What? Yes. Um, you just had to say that. Uh, Jeremy Davies. You can look them up later. Nice. Anyway, this movie was uh, budgeted for $92 million and went on to open opening weekend only made $41 million. Really? Yeah. But it went on to gross about $500 million total after that. So okay, so first this. But they come back with this. All right. It, that's a, a yeah. first. <laughs> Something like that. Respond bigger? I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess. He he lost the mushroom, then got it back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe you he, should have the shrinking sound when you get hit first. Would, well, instead of dying. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that into consideration and bring it to the podcasting council. Anyway, let's talk uh, yeah. about the things we liked about this movie twister uh chris let's start with you what's one thing you liked about twister this is a little tricky for me because uh, a number of the things i i liked were also things that i kind of disliked and Ooh. so, hmm. so okay. I'll, I'll just say this what i like about this movie is it's total 90s cheesy fun <laughs> <laughs> i can see that yeah and totally. agree with that <laughs> it it I didn't it didn't dawn on me till I think the end or maybe it was during the credits um, that this was the same director as Speed, which also had oh, a lot of okay. cheesy uh, cheesy '90s fun. Yeah. Hey, Chris, could you go into what you mean by '90s as opposed to cheesy fun from uh, the 2000s? Oh, that's or... a good, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it was. Is, I don't know. Is you know, it's just the, a, a certain kind of cheese that you know if they if they had a movie. With this type of cheese nowadays, it probably wouldn't fly as well. Because I think movies have developed a little bit in terms of... They've kind of matured a little bit since the 90s. And some of the, I don't know, archetypes of like the Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman character of, you know, it seems like Mm. every 90s ensemble film had that one weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and, I don't know, just a a few things like that where it's just a little bit... uh, 
over the top, a little bit too much suspended disbelief in, in a few ways. But that, to me, kind of makes it part of that. I don't know. Gives it gives it some charm as I rewatch mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you know, it's pretty Gouda. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> now, now where's that dying? <laughs> oh, oh, I see how it is. Um, Paul, what was something you liked about Twister? I like seeing the young actors, people that I recognize today or even from older films as in their younger careers. That was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely liked. Um, I think you said. I think we were. I was confused about who who is Ferris Bueller's day offs. What's Alan his? Ruck? Yeah, I enjoyed him. And one thing I want to say about the the cheesy aspect. Going back to Chris's point, I'm kind of a sucker for. They don't do this a lot anymore. But having the putting the camera right next to the wheel of a moving vehicle and seeing it like turn and move, I just oh, yeah. love that camera style. And I think that is sort of very much a 90s thing that you see. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go back to Chris. What's something else you like? Um, I didn't have a whole lot else, but I do agree with Paul. This is one of the, th- one of the things I had was it was kind of cool seeing so many uh, unexpectedly familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I watched it back in the 90s, I didn't uh, realize, you know, who was who or, or what other movies other people had been or would later be in. So c- going back and seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman and and seeing uh, yeah seeing uh, uh, Wesley and and uh, yeah the kid from Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. and all that stuff uh, was uh, was was pretty cool. So did, I, that, I enjoyed that. Did you have a favorite of the cast? <clears throat> um, oh, that's a good question because that's a big cast. Yeah, yeah, lots of it seemed like the battle of the character actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a sucker for. I love Princess Bride, mm-hmm. so I love you know. Anytime I can see Carrie Elwes in an, in another role, it uh, this it was far different. Yeah. And it, with that accent yeah. of the Southern accent, it it just threw me off. It's like you're yeah. not supposed to talk like that. It did though. Have you, either of you seen Days of Thunder? I haven't. No, okay. with Tom. Cruise. I saw commercials. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's essentially like Top Gun but NASCAR. Uh, and he he has Carrie Elways is the the baddie in that one, and he has oh. a southern accent just like here. It's it's a slightly different. It's the same character, but it might as well be yes. <laughs> it might as well be. It's like he's he's the hotshot guy that's taking over for Tom Cruise, and and like has all the sponsorship, and it's r- weirdly similar. One of my favorite mm-hmm. roles uh, was uh, in Liar Liar. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the like stepdad or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. His character is so great in that. He yeah, is. Trying, it's the claw. So mm. Yeah, claw's <laughs> gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're scared of the claw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's, good. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Paul, let's go back to you. What was something you liked, or was there anything else? Um, well, I have this this one scene that I liked that I I was I just was grinning, going, "Wow, this is really cool!" Oh yeah. And what what made it fun for me is that I I totally just did not remember anything from this movie except for the flying cows going into yeah, it. Yeah, that's most of why I remembered. Yeah. Um. So this was um. 
it was kind of almost like watching it again for the first time mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, spoiler alert here. We are as far as I'm sorry, gave us a spoiler. Alert. I, I know, but people <laughs> listening, look. What made this scene fun for me is that I didn't know it was coming. So, if you're listening to this, it's not going to be as cool, you know, because you're going to kind of expect. Okay, it. so fast forward so, thirty seconds. Yeah. Okay. But okay, so when they start driving, you know. Through, and then they start driving through the house. Oh yeah, yeah. in the in yeah. the truck. <laughs> yeah. That was some cheesy, but it was fun. It's like, oh, yeah. this is cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was very I really disoriented that. in that part, but yeah, it was cool. And the the bear at the end is a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that kind totally. of stuff. Um, I want to say the for me, I really thought. Overall, it, the movie was paced really well. Like I never, there never felt mm-hmm. like a really dull moment where I'm like, "Let's get on with this." Even though some of the romantic between elements, the tornadoes, <laughs> which we'll talk about, which I'll talk about later, um, okay. even those didn't feel like they slowed down the movie much. So I, I like that clip through at a good pace, and yeah, yeah, and it, and that it also continually upped the intensity. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Let's see. So, Chris, you said you didn't have many left. Were there any more before your most loved thing, what we like to call your classic maker? Uh, no, n- nothing before that. Okay. And Paul, did you have any others? Same. All right. Uh, for me, I think uh, I, the only little other thing I'll go ahead and comment because we talk about on so many other movies as things we don't like. Where this movie, like, did the title, got right into the movie. No, like, long opening title sequence or anything like that. That was nice. And that sort of plays into what I just said about the pacing of the movie. Um, but other than that, let's go through our classic makers. Let's start with, let's start with Paul. All right. Woohoo! I win. Oh, my gosh. It's not a competition, oh. Paul. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> You've grown, Francisco. I'm proud. All right. So... Uh, besides this great cast that was fun to watch, I really liked how they portrayed the characters. Um, there are different, I like the idea, like, here's this group of people who get really excited about what they do Uh versus the, uh, their competition, the corporate who's after them Mm -hmm. and showing also like the outsider of the engaged, um, Woman. A character that we could sort of see through her eyes of yeah, the and showing different points of view through this. It's it's like looking at the same story but different points of view, and I thought they did it really well. Oh, you watched Vantage Point? No, that's a different um, lost character in there. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked how they they stayed true to the. It seemed to me they stayed true to the characters while still telling a good story. Mm-hmm. I would I would agree with that. How do you feel about that, Chris? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think the most of the characters were pretty uh, enjoyable, pretty relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point, Chris. Why don't you relate to us your most loved thing about Twister? All right. Uh, well, I think what because when I think back about what is it that that stands out about that movie for me, it was um, it was kind of uh, a landmark on the road to you know. Uh, really good CG. It was one of the you know landmarks in terms of uh, you know doing kind of weather disaster CG effects. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, looking back at it now, you can see, okay, some of it got a, it's a little dated. Some mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. you know, like with the cows flying by, they did that with the old uh, you blur out the CG image so you can't tell how yeah. crappy the CG actually is. Yeah. You know, oh, motion blur, it's moving really fast. So, <laughs> ooh, cows, yeah, so real, so blurry. So awesome. Uh, but I, yeah, I think when I look back on it, it's, it's like, you know, what I really enjoy about this movie is a lot of kind of reliving that experience of um, sitting in that, you know, sitting and watching, oh my gosh, so cool. It's like no, no disaster movie I've ever seen before kind of feeling. Um, when you said CG, I was at first, I'm like, oh man, you totally stole mine, Chris. Oh, but sorry. no, no, you ended up not stealing it so much. I want to agree with you. Though. I'm totally I, lost. <laughs> Did you agree? Disagree? What's going on? What's your classic maker, Francisco? Well, Did you agree to disagree? <laughs> okay. I want to say that I agree with the tornadoes looking like this was cutting edge CG. I, mm-hmm. even watching it today, and now I want to say I watched a standard definition version. I'm curious, did either of you watch HD versions of Twister? Uh, mine was the DVD, so standard. Okay. How about yours, Chris? I think I did SD. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I so SD's all around, but yeah. even so, at that it looked really good to my eyes. I, I the only yeah. the only tornado that looked very CG was the second one with the two sister twin ones. I thought yeah. those looked very CG, but the darker ones and it probably helps that they were darker. I thought it looked very very real. Um, but my classic maker is that this movie did seem to do such a fantastic job of using CG only when it needed to use CG. And so much of it at least seemed practical. And like the houses imploding and debris mm-hmm. falling, it, it, that it had so much more weight and depth to the movie that if they, I think if they made this movie today, they just make it all CG and it, it may look fabulous, but it, I think you'd lose something in that. Yeah. So I definitely like that. Yeah, I think that... I think they did kind of push it a little bit in terms of what they are were capable of. Might mm-hmm. push it a little bit further than they were actually able to completely pull off. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we were all a lot more forgiving in the '90s, anyway. So uh, that is true. Yeah. Yes. All right. So before we found we find out what we aren't forgiving of, let's go to <laughs> as we like to. Uh, we post on Facebook uh, usually like. Hey guys, our friends, what do you remember about Twister? Do you remember liking it? Etc. And we got a ton of uh, feedback from Twister debris. from Facebook. Yeah, lots of debris falling all over the place. We got hail. We got hail. <laughs> uh, so I'll try to speed through these. Lionel Jensky Sr. says, For the era, it was a great movie. W- with the new cin- cinematography these days, it looks cheesy. Had the hots for Helen. <laughs> so thanks for sharing that, Lionel. Uh, Sean McLean says, the cow flying through the air majestically. So that's what he remembered. Uh, Leah, Bria, and Scott said, I loved it when it first came out. Haven't seen it in a long time, but was one of my favorites. So listen to the podcast, uh, Leah, and then you can tell us whether you agree with us or not, or we may tell you whether to watch it or not. Uh, Michael Kelso. Listen and obey. Yes, listen and obey. Exactly. Um <laughs> Michael Kelso from Two Dudes and a Nest podcast said, I remember it being the first DVD. Yeah, the first DVD. I thought I was just blown away by the sound and picture quality. Uh, mm. But now we have HD and digital audio and such. What was I thinking? <laughs> so apparently his opinion's gone down. Uh, Grace Catherine King said, 
Uh, don't remember anything because I was very a very small human when it was released. <laughs> so thank you for adding that, Grace. She was a midget, and then she got still. No, she was like she. <laughs> You're not allowed she's to in say college that word. now, so she's like a baby. It's I two by fours now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, moving on. Brian Keating said, "I remember wanting to go see it in the theater with friends, but being." conned into seeing spy hard instead (laughs) (laughs) yeah after the bitter disappointment of seeing spy hard i remember walking by the theater that was playing twister and hearing the loud rumbling coming from it when i finally did see twister i wasn't disappointed it was fast moving it was a fast moving movie that kept you entertained from beginning to end even yes even I was going to say Spy Hard was disappointing, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Spy Hard. Um, even if it was fairly unrealistic, when I got my first DVD player back in 1998, it was the one. It was one of the first DVDs I bought ever. Ever. Uh, Catherine Cooper Painter said, "I remember I went to see this movie in the theater and instantly fell in love. My favorite scene was when they strap themselves to that pole and go inside the tornado." <laughs> And when the tornado was coming to the movie while The Shining was playing Scared Face, as she had an emo- emoji for Scared Face, uh, Amber Oliver Nungster, Nung- Nungaster. Nungaster, thank you, Paul. Uh, yeah. She remembered lots of quotes from this movie. Uh, Can I drive? No. Then will you? And yeah, uh, where did you get this steak? Did you see the cows out front? No. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember being in the theater next door to one showing this movie. My movie was very quiet, and you could barely hear it over the rumbling next door. Even the walls were shaking a bit. Uh, Becky Williams said, he really is in love with himself. I thought it was just a summer thing. And that's no moon. It's a space station. Woohoo! Yeah. So those were some quotes she remembered. Uh, Two more here. Uh, Marty Noggle McCormick said, love, love, love. I'm totally into any disaster movie and uh sort of transitioning us into our hate section vinnie g and freddie the third said i remember philip seymour hoffman's role consisting mainly of Polly shore impressions <laughs> um, that's yeah. a good way of it, Vinny. uh also that carrie elways playing the main antagonist unless you count the tornadoes was a bit jarring for a kid who had seen the princess bride about a billion times yeah all right, thank you everyone on Facebook for sharing your voice. Now let's this talk about. Just, this is just when he was in his Dread Pirate Roberts phase, so it's he, he oh. later. Oh, goes, then it's okay. Actually, that out. that is a little more. Uh, it makes it a little easier to to handle now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so let's talk about what we don't handle about Twister. As odd as a segue as that was, um, I'll kick us off. So. I, all the, the thing that I, this is very, a very small thing, but all the really big technology in this movie from the big cell phones to the big laptops, (laughs) it was just like, it dated the movie very much for me to just see all that stuff. Because it was done at a different date. You can't expect the technology to advance with it. Hey, Back to the Future 2 at least tried to predict what things would look like. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure (laughs) we're going to cover that. Yeah, I can relate. That's like when I was watching Little House on the Prairie, and they were all in wagons. What was up with that? Yeah, Uh, I know. It's like, where's their uh, cell phone? (laughs) Yeah. 
Seriously. No did internet? They, Come on. God, how did you do anything back then? My goodness. Yeah. Um, the butter they had to get they had to get from the back to get and buy at the store. Come on. <laughs> okay. Uh Chris, what was something you didn't like about this movie? Um well, you know, you would talk about the main antagonist, and I just feel like they, you know, they didn't develop the tornado's character enough. I just like, <laughs> what was its motivation? Why was it so angry at Helen Hunt? And you know, why did um, it sound like a jaguar and also a toilet flushing? Very odd. Very odd choice. Jaguar is from the Zorro movie, not this. Well, did you hear it, Paul? Oh, I didn't hear the. You heard a Jaguar? Yes. I, okay, so I went to IMDb and found out it turned out to be they slowed down the like moaning or groaning of a camel. That's what the sound was. Uh. But it sounded, at first I thought it was like some feline big cat. But totally walked over what you were saying, Chris. So you felt the tornadoes, They need you need to feel their motivation more, I, I hear. Yeah, like uh, were they in any way connected to the, the uh, smoke monster and lost? <laughs> you know, sorry, I'm... Totally wow, <laughs> that's where Daniel Faraday comes <laughs> oh into play. Okay. It all connects. All connects. It actually uh, makes me like the TV show uh, a little more now. <laughs> um, well, I think, well, I have a few things, but I'll, I'll start with uh, the, uh, uh, the CGI while it was uh, cutting edge for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it again, there's certain parts of it that definitely feel aged. Um, when the tractors get picked up, uh, you know, you can kind of tell, okay, mm-hmm. that's a little fake. There's some scenes with the Mack truck getting picked up, and some of those shots are fake. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, wait, this it, is fake? This isn't documentary we're watching? One of those explosions looks like it was painted in paint. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> are you talking about the gas truck that just magically turns into a ball of flame? I don't remember yeah. which. I just remember being so discharged by the explosion. <laughs> Everything else around me went fuzzy, and I just went, what? Anyway. So the CGI, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. yeah, yeah. What? How do you feel? How did you feel about the CGI? Do you feel like Paul? It it, it didn't it doesn't really hold up very well now. Yeah, the CGI. Um, actually, I thought most of it um was really well, but there were a few uh, scenes that did not hold up. But overall, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I, I guess of the three of us, I was the most um drawn in by the CGI. I didn't notice it being that bad all so much. The thing that bothered me, <laughs> by me, Paul. The thing that bothered me more was the music in this movie. It was very disjarring. Yeah, it, it went from like the beginning where it's like, "Am I watching a horror movie?" to like, "Hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna find the tornadoes." Yeah. To, to oh no, there's tornadoes. To let's play rock and roll. And it, yeah, it and just, then there was the '90s music. It's like, oh, I haven't heard this song since the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it felt all over the place, and I believe it was the same composer as Speed, which is interesting because Speed had such a a, yeah, a memorable good. theme, and yeah, yeah, the music was really, really tied to the movie. Whereas I felt the score in this movie felt like they just bought stock music and like, yeah, this will work. Yeah, yeah so, maybe yeah. that's what they did. And I noticed that the good thing about like the this director Jan DeBont's films is any movie that that he makes, which I thought he was a she because of his name. <laughs> I did too. Oh, maybe it is. I have no idea. 
Are you, no, it's minute. a guy. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a guy unless he's had surgery. But you know, the <laughs> oh, great thing true. about his he's a guy now. <laughs> it, is they double the, like the title doubles as an activity. So if you want to enhance the experience, you can watch Twister while playing Twister. Mm-hmm. And if you want to enhance the experience, you can watch Speed while taking while, Speed. <laughs> yeah. So. Nice. Does well, that mean you can die hard while watching Die Hard? Yes. Did he awesome. do Die Hard? Yeah. Oh, really? Did he really? I did. Yeah. Know. Huh. Oh, he did. Yep. Yep. Very nice. cool. He also did Leonard Part Six, which is also done is one of the worst movies ever made. So how do you do do Leonard? Let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's go back to let's go back to Chris. What is something else you oh. don't like? Um, this is another one that Paul kind of touched on. Phillips, or no, not Paul. Someone in Facebook, I think. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character mm-hmm. uh, was uh, just a little too much of that. I'm the character who's super weird. So yeah. everything I do is super weird, even though it's not necessarily funny. I'm going to wear my hoodie like this mm-hmm. in this weird way. And I don't know. That character was totally the thing in the 90s. But it, I don't know. It was just a little. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman as oh, yeah. an actor, but in that Loved. role, Loved. it was. Um, well, he got better. His spirit lives on. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was not his finest hour. Paul, what did you think about Philip Seymour Hoffman? Did you feel he was a little too weird? I thought he's a great actor, and I think he got better with his roles, this one being one of the um, not-so-good. But it wasn't bad either. I thought he was fun to watch. I, yeah, it was a little over the top at, at times, but I think he was, it was still fun to watch. I, I think I fall in line with Chris a little bit more. I, I well, underst- then be quiet. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I understand. I feel like they're trying to make him like endearing in a weird, like a weird sort of endearing. Yeah. But I, it didn't come. It came off more weird. Almost than. special needs. Almost. Yeah. And I don't know why they went <laughs> yeah. that direction. Uh, Man, um, he was he was probably on the spectrum. That's okay. Yeah. I'm so I'm just vastly curious. Um, and I don't think Paul knows this, but Chris has a, one of his boys' special needs. Mm-hmm. Do do comments like that? Bother you, Chris? No. Or okay, I wouldn't think so, given pop mockers. Yeah. But I just thought, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm cool with all that. I'm, okay, you know, all I've right. said worse. I certainly <laughs> didn't mean it as a, a oh sure, degrading. sure, sure, you I did. Just oh, sure, you did. Was commenting. That's really what I thought. <laughs> it was like, whoa, you're going into that spectrum was, now. Okay, I was doing a podcast for a while called "The Truth About Special Needs" with my wife, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and a large. Kind of recurring theme in that podcast was basically uh, people need to not be so oversensitive mm. about about like oh this offends me or that offends me. So um, for me, I want to talk about Carrie Always a little bit. We've brought him up uh, before. I like I, I agree. I felt he was kind. I agree with myself. Um, I would say I felt he felt kind of odd to me. It, the accent didn't really work for me, and he just seemed almost too too much of an antagonist like there was nothing uh redeemable about him and maybe that's just i think probably 90s movies they didn't put a lot of depth into their antagonist that i can recall but what did you guys think about that about carry always other in this role i thought he did a good job for what the role required okay yeah, I, I I see what you're saying though. I could definitely he was a little bit of the cheesy villain mm-hmm. kind of a little yeah. bit, you know, too 
one-sided. Yes, not a whole exactly. lot of depth to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're right there. I don't know if he's the greatest actor ever. Mm, I mean, he's you yeah. know, I love Princess Bride, but when I think about like really good actors, I don't know if he's one of them. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons I think he's so great in Liar Liar because he's kind of this supposed to be this not really comfortable in his own skin, mm-hmm. kind of trying too hard, and I think that works good with his kind of acting abilities. Totally. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stay within your range, Carrie. <laughs> basically, is what you're saying. Shave your face and stay within your range. <laughs> if you this know what's just, good for you. This is the beat up on Carrie Elwes show. Wow. <laughs> so, Sorry. Paul, next time you meet him, you need to tell him, uh, go listen to this, po- this episode so that he can hear how we don't like him. Poor Carrie. <laughs> I, I think we, I don't think anyone here is saying that they don't like. Yeah, him. I, I certainly uh, like I him as an actor. No, I do too. Yeah, yeah I'm. Yeah. I'm right. being uh, hyperbolic. Um, <laughs> not only by being bolic, I'm being hyperbolic. Uh, <laughs> let's go back, Paul. Do you have any more things you didn't like about this movie? I just have my tragic maker. Okay, Chris, did you have any more that you uh, any more things? Uh, let me see here. I remember some of the conflict feeling a little bit cheesy and contrived. Um, oh. Like between uh, Helen and, and yeah. Bill and or Bill Joe Paxton, and Bill? Yeah, um, yeah just, uh, just a little bit kind of like, you know, we got to have some kind of tension, some kind of mm-hmm. argument here, so we'll kind of insert it. It didn't necessarily feel like it always flowed quite right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. If, I didn't. I didn't notice it. I was gonna go say. Ahead. I don't know if. I don't know if it's. We've gotten so used to this trope that for me is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's doing that. But the whole idea that, oh, I didn't see that paper. Oh yeah, I, I didn't read that. Oh, I need to sign it. And it's like, yeah. obviously, you're just trying to keep him there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> seriously, oh, I didn't get that. Well, if yeah. there you was weren't an observing un- then. No, I, if there was an unsigned paper, I didn't sign it, and I, I would want to read it. Okay, but I'm sorry. I took her for her word at face value. Sorry. <laughs> Given how you find out she still feels about him, though, Paul, do you really think that she in, she accidentally missed that? It wasn't intentional? I wasn't going to read into it. I was going to take... I was going to, you know... All right. Some, All right. Give her the benefit of the doubt. I ain't you, Papa. All right. That's right. <laughs> Um, for me, uh, let's see. So I, I kind of touched on this, but the the foley effects for the tornadoes were just a joke to me. I, I really, mean, yeah, I, didn't know. I thought well, they were good. The wind was fine, but the added animal sounds and like this sound. <laughs> well, have the, you ever been in a tornado? There's yes, all kinds several, of sounds. All it the sounds time. like a train going today. through your house. Because <laughs> you've been in a tornado, Paul. No, that's what other people say. Oh, Same the thing an- for an earthquake. <laughs> were the animal sounds cows? Because yeah, they, they were, were outside flying. flying. Cows okay. Yeah, there's all kinds <laughs> of animals. Not of course, those. there's all kinds of sounds. No, <laughs> and it's raining. Do you know what kind of moisture is in the air? It's it's all <laughs> guys. It was clearly like in, even in the chaos. very beginning, you hear this like cougar. I mean, it's a camel, but cougars, yeah. lion thing, thing. It's like seriously, it's. It's like like you said, Paul, Mask of Zero, their fires has wild cats in it for some reason. It's yeah. It it bothered me. I'm I'm glad you guys 
didn't notice it as much, but for me, it was like, oh, seriously. I really, the one thing that I didn't like about this film is I really missed um, the Wicked Witch of the West theme song during the tornadoes. Well, they had so many other, they had such an eclectic mix of songs, well, they should have just thrown that in there. Right? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> or some Van Halen cover of that song would have been perfect. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Uh, that, that'll be my uh, retro re re rewrite for this one. Just do the Van it's Halen song. It's almost my tragic maker. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that they didn't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, let's or go didn't ahead. have that playing on the screen when the uh, in the outdoor theater fell apart. Oh, that would have been smart, too. I think that would have been a little too... Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. That would have been way too cheesy, but yeah, I, I kind of almost expected like some kind of like storm yes. or tornado theme to be playing on the. Yes. The it's, a it's a twister. It's a twist. As what's coming. Apparently, just since you mentioned it, the, the reason they had apparently Psycho was playing in one shot and the Shining in another was because this oh, really? was a. Oh. Yeah, I, I think it was. When they're making the Pepsi fan helicopter things, you see a TV in the in behind one of the characters. I think mm-hmm. it was Psycho, but apparently they show both movies at some point in the movie, and that's because wow. it was a joint movie between Universal and I am blanking something else. Out. Yeah, MGM some, or something. Yeah, yeah, that that might be it. Um, and so that's why they put both movies in there. Mm. Yeah, just. The more you know. Warner Brothers. Ah, that's what and it Amblin. is. Yes, yes. Thank you. That's what it was. Warner Brothers. And Universal. Yes, yep. okay. exactly. Um, but let's go ahead and get to our tragic makers. Let's start with Chris. What did you right. hate most about Twister? So there's two kind of tragic makers. Oh, two. Okay. Well, it's a tie. I'll just go with the the big one. There, there's there's a big one. So is this and, is this a F five tragic maker? Uh, yeah, F six. Oh, Nobody's okay. ever witnessed before. Watch out! <laughs> no, what really uh, the the suspended disbelief really comes into play when uh, you know all those scenes where okay, there's like cows flying over them, but they're just driving fine and they're yes in their truck totally swerved. Totally and then there were a few other. That's scenes where my like, tragic maker. Go sorry. for it! No, no, continue, continue Chris. Continue. continue. <laughs> Well, okay, I, I, that's why I, I had two, because I have a different one I can switch to at any point if you guys want. <laughs> no, but, no, keep going. We'll go with it. Okay. Yes. Um, but there was a few scenes like that where they're, like, right up by the tornado, and, like, there's huge debris, and then, like, Mack trucks being lifted yes. right <laughs> over them, but somehow they're just, they're, like, lined with lead <laughs> or something, and they just aren't going to move. And they're just driving merrily along, and and then of course, well, I'll I'll just leave it at that because there's another scene that really takes it to a whole other level that you've kind of touched on, and I'm sure that somebody else's tragic maker. So I'll let you guys. No, 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 go for it. Touch on it. At least mention it. Well, real quick, I want to say the reason they didn't fly away is because they got that Super Mario 64 power up where they turned to (laughs) metal, and that's what it. Or they were. T-1000s in disguise. That could be it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about when they put the belts on and they didn't slip <laughs> yeah. through and, and all the different angles that the wind was pushing them? 
Okay. I just meant whenever, but okay. What was your other one, Chris? No, that that was definitely that was that well that was the other part of this one was oh okay the the fact that it was you know honestly I think it was a really good uh, marketing ploy for uh, the livestock industry. <laughs> Hear what? me out. Okay. 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 First of all. A cameo with the flying cows, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So they get the, they get the cows out there. Got milk, okay. A big part of it is when they go over to Aunt What's Her Face's house, M- and what right? do they eat? Uh, steak, dead cows, dead, yeah, steak. Mm-hmm. And what is the thing that saves them at the end? Cow skin, leather. Yes. Oh. oh. Wow. Putting the pieces together. Yes. Yeah. I don't wow. know about that. But the, but the belt was really kind of like, really, it can rip apart an entire house and lift Mack trucks and toss them. But its one weakness is a leather belt. <laughs> Love it. Well, everyone's got to have a kryptonite, Chris. So, you that's know. True. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, Paul, since yours was similar, I'll go ahead with my tragic maker and you can cap us off with any additional information. For me, okay. for me, mine was this love tri- triangle between Bill and Joe and the M- Melissa. Oh, I, I thought it was good. It felt, it just feels overly soapy, especially with the music that they play behind it. It, <laughs> like from the dialogue to the, I don't know, and I, I forgot to mention the overall dialogue in this movie. I feel like the actors did a good job of performing it but i felt like it was just not really well done Mo- the majority of it it's, well the character building or character advancing uh and exposition i thought was just like this is lame um, i thought it was good all right you can have that opinion ball i don't agree with I it i thought it was good fine no go for it but i know oh sorry this but, is your time but the thing i had most was just that love triangle i i've never been a huge fan of love triangles especially when it's like wait Wait, weren't you the one that was saying, I forget what movie it was, but it, it was, you're saying one thing that it was missing was a good love triangle? Uh, I didn't like the love triangle in Swiss Family Robinson. All right, um, we don't have to go over. Sorry. I'm but trying to think of what like other ones triangle. there are. No. I, all right, all right. Um, I didn't don't like worry the one about in The it. Wizard. No, you were saying that it was missing a love. Uh, what could have made it more interesting if there was a love triangle? Uh, okay. Back Mountain. <laughs> yeah. We only cover no. old movies, like oh, okay. Sorry. older than 15 years, Chris. Come right. on. Gotcha. Um, we got to wait a while for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <so> anyway. <laughs> you didn't like the triangle. No, I, I did was, not. And if you can right. remember, if it comes to you, Paul, I would... I would love to argue with you more about what I really meant when I said that. But um, will you please tell us your tragic maker for Twister? I have to go with Chris. The physics in this movie didn't make sense a lot of times. Agreed. Um, I do understand the whole idea of a tornado coming close but not ruining things because you see Mm -hmm. that where one house is fine, the house next to it isn't, and mm-hmm. it's only like by a few feet. Yeah. So yeah. I understand some things not moving, but when you're in a car and a cow is floating by you, <laughs> you seem like it would seem like there's enough wind there that you'd be picked up too. Yeah, or, absolutely. 
or be moved around like you can't yeah, like at least you're just, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you'd at least be questioning your car's alignment <laughs> yes yeah i mean it's hard yeah. enough to drive on the freeway and you get to these really windy areas let alone oh, a motorcycle yeah. and then anyway so or <laughs> like when a a giant truck of gasoline just falls right in front of you <laughs> yeah. and explodes. Okay, and let's then they drive, drive right through, through it. it. Yeah, the explosion. You would smack dab right into the truck itself, but Good no, idea. they somehow magically drive through that unharmed. Well, you said they MS painted they, it out, so that's you know. Yeah. So we never watched f- Star Wars. When something <laughs> explodes, there is nothing left. Come on. No. Okay. It's hard to argue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, some of the physics or lack thereof seem to really take me out of the film. <sighs> oh, okay. about yeah, the the driving through the tank that's on fire. That's a good one. <laughs> hey, I have a bonus one if we want to throw that. Oh, in. there we go. Bonus. Where's your bonus music? I don't think this this might not be a tragic maker, but it was uh, it was something where I'm just like really. And that's okay. They survive the Tarando, and they they're the all recovering. Tarando? It's part tarantula, part tornado. It's, it's a thing. What? Okay. Oh, sorry. Tornado. Is, oh, a, oh, geez. <laughs> so, what's a tarando? Is it a, a dyslexic tornado? Yeah, it's a it's a it's like a tornado, but mispronounced. The emphasis so, okay. is on the wrong syllable. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's okay. exactly yeah, um, and reversed. So they they yeah. survived the tornado and 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 oh, yeah. Bill and Helen are recovering because they don't know their actual names and <laughs> and if you watch you don't have to watch very closely Bill totally cops a feel oh really oh, I didn't really? see that I didn't either totally cops a feel oh, he's geez. he's not keeping his hands to himself at all and well why would he yeah. That's his wife. They're yeah. married, so yeah. it's okay. Oh, but yeah. It's oh, yeah. Just, it was really funny, like that. It was so blatant. Both my Are you talking at the it. end after mm-hmm. they survive with the belts and everyone's yeah. pulling up randomly how they knew they were there? You know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was something where I was I was like, okay. Not not so much a tragic maker, but more like uh Oh, you weren't so slick there, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that. Something, something else you might notice, sort of, not quite exactly like that, but along those lines um, that Christine, my wife, pointed out was uh, in one of the final scenes. I think they're going from the, they're running away from the, they're driving away from the final tornado, mm-hmm. and like um, a telephone pole or something comes down and totally like hits the passenger side windshield. Oh yeah, and it looks like it cracks it, and then the next few shots, it's fine. So it's one of those like, <laughs> uh, what happened here? Nice. Continuity uh, error. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, well, that is all our tragic makers, and since we've entered all our targeting solutions into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, did we rate, do we as a podcast rate Twister a classic? We would recommend it to people who have seen it or have not seen it before. We re, we'd, or a nostalgic, we would recommend it to people who've only seen it as kids like us. 
Or would we rate it a tragic? We would not recommend it to anyone. Let's start with Chris. How would you rate Twister? So I'm going to downgrade from uh, classic to nostalgic. Uh, oh, when really? I think about okay. Movies where I'm like, this is a movie I have to make sure that my kids see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was good in its day, but when I think about the disaster movies and especially like the weather-related ones mm-hmm. that have come out since then, uh, there's better ones to I think introduce them to than that one. So, does one come to mind? I'm curious. Yes, the ultimate disaster flick ever. And it, it, what's great about it is that even if you really like the 90s cheese, this movie pours it on thick, even though it came out in 2011, I think. Oh. <laughs> and that's 2012. Oh, I still oh. have yet to see 2012. Oh, that is a delight and a pleasure. Oh, really? Primarily because it's so over the top. Um, so over the top, it goes over Mount, not Mount St. Helens. Jeez. Yeah, all totally of blew that Everest. joke. Yeah. Everest, yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's a good one. It's so over the top, so cheesy, so ridiculous, but it's got every single disaster ever. It's the disaster movie <laughs> to end all disaster movies. So that's a that's one where I'm like, if you want to see a disaster flick, that's the one. Okay, very cool. All right. So nostalgic from Chris Paul. What say you? I'm going to have to say uh classic. Really? I would recommend oh this. Yeah, I think it's a f- I'm I'm into the disaster movies and I think it's a fun one. Oh, okay. And if you like disaster movies, uh, like you said the pacing's good, there's yeah. disaster there. It's it's a fun cast. I wouldn't say that you have to go see this, put this on your to see list. I agree with Chris. It's not something that I would be out there vehemently uh promoting. But um, if you haven't seen it and you're looking for disaster movies, I would say, yeah, go ahead and give this a try. Okay. Well, all right. So we're at odds, a nostalgic and a classic. For me, though, I think I'm going to have to upgrade from my prediction, but not upgrade that much. I'm going to rate Twister Nostalgic. It was fun to watch. I I didn't fall asleep while I was watching it, Um, but it would not be similar to Chris. I would not just say to my daughter, hey, you got to watch this because this is just a great movie. And I, I, It was super fun when I saw it as a kid and you'll have super fun with it. I think there are certainly better disaster movies. Um, I'm trying to think of what I what disaster movie I would pick over this. Uh, I, Independence Day, I guess, if you'd want, if you'd consider that a disaster movie. But... Uh, 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 what about uh, Day After Tomorrow? See, have I seen Day After? I haven't seen Day After Tomorrow. That one's another one that has a little bit of, uh, I think pretty much any disaster movie is going to have cheese. I yeah, think. Oh, totally. You kind of totally. have to just succumb to that. Mm-hmm. Day After Tomorrow yeah. is funny because they're like outrunning the weather, but instead of tornadoes, they're outrunning cold. Okay. <laughs> yes. And if you jump into a house and close the door fast enough, you'll escape the freezing ice age. So, well, yes. all righty. Okay. <laughs> Because that works. That's yeah. not, Doesn't yeah. that even that just sounds better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, may, maybe I'm just not a huge disaster movie fan. That, that could be it too, because none are certainly coming to head in my head, and I don't watch a whole ton of them. Did you um, like Armageddon? I don't remember. I've seen it once. I don't remember loving it. I I think it was fine. You guys mm-hmm. are doing uh, Deep Impact next, aren't you? 
No. No. I, I have well, no, because I have no, I've never seen it, and we oh, okay. typically only do uh. movies that one or the other of us have seen. Oh, okay. Or I, I should say I both of us. Somebody say that. I'm making stuff up. No, no. Paul had mentioned it earlier. Just I think we were talking about just disaster movies in general, but yeah. I just come on to people's podcasts and lie. Yeah, no worries. No. <laughs> It's totally fine. That's why we have you on. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Tell us how amazing we are, you know, since you're, you're lying. You're so great. <laughs> you're so handsome. Why, thank you. Uh-huh. You have such long hair. <laughs> oh, it goes there. Oh, Sorry. my word. Sorry. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> okay, guys. So with uh, two nostalgics and a classic, the Retro Rewind podcast would have to rate Twister, a disputed nostalgic movie. We'd recommend if you've seen it before, probably pick it up, you know, if you're looking for something to watch again, whether it's on Amazon or Redbox. Well, it probably wouldn't be on Redbox, but, you know, local library maybe. Yeah, we we go watch just Twister. But if you haven't seen it before, probably pass on this one. Anyway, I'm not going to whatever you, Alice. Will you please engage YouTube for us? YouTube systems engaged. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. What is new on your tube, whether it's like a book or movie or something, just some contemporary that you've uh, experienced recently? So I kind of went with the uh, the theme of uh, of storm movies. Oh, okay. Um, so if you haven't, if you enjoy disaster films, especially weather-related ones, Into the Storm is a new one that uh, came out. So- have you guys seen that? I haven't, but it looks like Twister Two on steroids. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, it's I haven't hardcore. seen it either. It's a it's a great uh, yeah. It's very reminiscent of Twister, but it's okay. like Twister on speed. Okay. Um. So that's it's really, what this movie is. So yeah. it's like John DeBont split himself, and he's it's, two of him directing this. Basically. Okay. Yes. All right. Wow. Yes. It's uh no, it's great. It's just about this huge super storm. It's crazy. It's got you know a little bit of cheese because it's a disaster film. Sure, but it's it's got this storm that's just way bigger than anything in Twister, and it's uh it was pretty fun. We okay, we cool. saw it, enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd call it you know something I'd watch again, but it was it was fun to, okay. to watch a single time. Well, awesome. Um, and also another a tornado themed movie series. A series, oh, okay. Sharknado oh, one and two. Nice. I have, have not you seen that. No, I have no. not. Oh, you're missing out. It's on the. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. I um. I'm a huge fan of terrible, terrible movies. Okay. And uh, and Sharknado one and two is so good in that <laughs> in, in a that bad way. way. Got um, it. So I uh, those are those are my recommendations. Very cool. Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Paul, let's go to you. What's new on your tube? I actually recommend the audio book of the book is titled As You Wish and it's written by Carrie Always. And in, instead of reading it for yourself, have Carrie Always read it to you. <laughs> and it has other people like Rob Reiner and all these other people and Robin Wright reading their inserts to oh, you really? and everything. It That's is such a delightful. Cool. It is probably the best book I will read all or have read to me all year. Um, if you like audiobooks and if you don't all like audiobooks, if you haven't read it or even if you have read it already, I would highly recommend you checking it out. You can get it on audible.com. Um, and if you're not a member, you get 
I think you can sign up free for 30 days and they'll give you one free book, audiobook, and you can use that as your free book and you can keep it even after you cancel. You know what? You shouldn't so, be uh, um you shouldn't be uh pimping Audible since it, unless until we have like an affiliate thing with them, Paul. Jeez. I'm trying to help them out. Maybe they'll give us a little kickback later. You know what I'm saying? Maybe uh, we'll, we could be the good person first, and they can <laughs> instead of waiting for them. But on uh, the Fair audiobook enough. of As You Wish by Carrie Always, because we like Carrie. This is the love part of the Carrie Always program. <laughs> nice. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Make up for all the crap I said. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Francisco. Yes, Paul. How's your week been? You tired? You okay? <laughs> We're moving. We're moving soon. Really? Yeah, our uh, our rents got hiked, so we're gonna we scrambled to find a new place, and God provide, we we found a new place. Um, it's in Southern California. No, oh. <laughs> Northern California. No, <laughs> um, Central <just> California. <laughs> Not in California. In Oregon, uh, where Southern I come, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very close to the nearest In and Out. Um, no, uh, yeah. just just I don't know, a few miles from where we are now. Just uh, significantly less rent, smaller space, but um, more of a backyard, which is nice, and really close to a park. But that's probably way more than you want to know about me. Is it? So instead, maybe you want to ask me something else, Paul. Oh, that's so. That's what's been new with you. Cool. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, what's unless new, you I, have something new on your tube? I do, in fact. Oh, what's been new on your tubes, Francisco? Besides moving, they're moving tubes. <laughs> I have a pick that you kind of picked a while ago, Paul. Oh yeah, it's that good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I on your recommendation, I saw the Expendables. Oh yes, yes. Um, and what'd you think? I enjoyed it. I was <laughs> surprised. I see. I, I was it. too. Yeah. yeah. Have Have you seen the Expendables, Chris? I, I still have not seen any of the Expendables. I heard the sequels were pretty expendable, but I have not. Seen <laughs> yeah, the first, the first one of the of the of the series, the first one is mm-hmm. the best. I would recommend starting with that one. Yeah, awesome. I, it's it's a lot of awesome action. And it has heart to it too, which was I totally wasn't expecting. Um, and it's it's fun seeing these but old hearts being ripped out of people's bodies. Well, yeah, that, but also um, like but... the emotional heart. You know? Oh, yeah. oh, right. So, to, but you know it's that going into yes. it, you know, you know, there's cheesiness going into it. So it's like if you set your minds, like okay, let's see yeah. what happens. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. So, um, like anything with uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I, I recommend uh, see the Expendables if you're worried. Like, man, this just looks like a bunch of like '80s has been muscle people. There, there's more to it, and it's also really fun. So yeah, there's '90s has been. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that encouragement, there, Chris. Um, <laughs> all right, so Chris recommends uh, Into the Storm and and Sharknado, Sharknado. one and two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul recommends. As You Wish by Carrie Always, the audio version. Yes. And I recommend The Expendables. All right, Alice, now that we've got our new tubes out of the way, will you please bring up the communication satellites? Not that one. Wow. Sats online. Receiving incoming transmission. 
apparently the ghost in the machine wasn't really cooperating. But we're we're okay now, guys. It's okay. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, so we have a little bit of feedback. Uh, <laughs> wow, an oldie but a goodie, Paul. It's been a while. Um, uh, on our contact page, which you can find at retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact, there's a form that you can fill out just to send us an email without actually emailing. I mean, it emails us, but you don't have to open your email program. Uh, Nicole wrote us, I love your show. You are so cool when you talk about movies. Can you guys do? And then she listed a bunch of movies. And Nicole, if you are a real person, first off, thank you so much for taking the time to send us a uh, email through our contact form. But I got to say, I was surprised at some of your capitalizations in your list of movies that you wanted us to do, which made me think you may not be a real person. In which case... You're a robot. Yes. Though though she... Though you How say would a robot that you like, knows to I know like that's movies a show. and I, do movies? Yeah, I, that's what, I bet. I it, bet it's one of Alice's friends. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Nicole. Uh, I'm glad Alice told you about us. Um, but in all seriousness, if you are real, Nicole, thank you so much for watching the show. And if you are not, get off our site. Um, Whoa! <laughs> wow, you're that's very uh, racist against non-humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that really... Well, would robots be considered a race? Well, humans are a race. Well, yeah, but... So I a race of robots. Aliens would be... Oh, okay, I could see that. Yeah, all right. Then, in which case, Human, Nicole... Humans are a race, and you're showing preference to humans over things that are not human, so it's racism. That You're not... Yeah. You guys have put me in my place. I, I am a racist. That's true. Yeah. And I'm by the way, even ethnicist. if some of our bots are... Even if some of our followers are bots, it's not hurting us. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> um, but someone who I know is not a, uh, a bot on Twitter, we have gotten a lot of interaction from Rob, who we can call Tim. Um, <laughs> that's what he said. Uh, but his name is Rob. Um, uh, but uh, so I wanted to give him a shout out. And he asked that we review Transformers the movie, the 1986 uh, animated one. Oh, good. Oh. So Maybe you could say the new one. Yeah. No. I was about to say, I don't want to see the latest one again. Yeah. Um, no. So, Rob, we have put it on our list, which is at retrorewindpodcast.com slash cast your vote. That's all one word. Um, so it's, it's probably at the bottom of the list now. So go and vote it up. And ask your friends to vote it up. And then, because we're getting close to the next round of 10 movies that you, the listeners, are going to choose what we cover. So vote things up and down. I noticed recently E.T.'s in the top 10, Paul. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you got your voting machine out getting yeah, E.T. Yeah, my bots. All right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Recount. Hey, yeah, exactly. Chance. Yes, please. Uh, but vote go, ET up. Go there if you want to vote Transformers up. And Rob, thank Hashtag you. vote ET up. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much for uh, interacting with us on Twitter. And he also... I thought his name was Tim. <sighs> he was making a joke. Uh, Maybe one of the bots is <laughs> named Rob. That's not very creative. Until he says his name is Tim. Well, you know, it, maybe, maybe he's an NES fan. Because Rob... Oh. The, NES robot. Robbie the robot. Was it Robbie? I thought it was just Rob. 
Oh, maybe. I don't remember. Ooh. Maybe his first name is Tim. His last name is Rob. Tim okay. Robbins. Like oh. Tim Rob- it's Tim Robbins. Oh, my gosh. Tim Robbins? You're a fan? Wow. That's, we should <laughs> whoa, do whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you excited about Tim Robbins and not Rob? Poor bot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Next, you have to review Shawshank Redemption. Yes. yes exactly. Um, which I've never seen, actually. Sad to say oh. that. Um, I want. I've like always wanted everybody's time. I know. 10. Well, so is Schindler's List, and I've never seen that. Oh, mm. and Rocky, and I, this is in you Francisco really Confession need to start Time. Watching the really depressing movies. <laughs> I'll get right on that, Chris. Um, but Rob, thank you so much again, and uh, yeah, go vote up Transformers. Uh, with that, up ET. Let's share how. Uh, you listeners can get in touch with us. Chris, let's start with you. Where can people get in touch with you? And do you have anything to promote? So I live at 1257 Paramore. Dr- oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. C- continue, please. Touch me? or No, okay. Uh, no, um, you, you like stalkers, can, right? So, yeah, yes, please. Yeah, love okay. it. Uh, no, uh, you can. <laughs> that's not my real address. <laughs> Don't go there. What? Oh, Leave that. Ah, oh, darn it. Kind man alone. I right, so um, close. Get to one of your game nights. <laughs> uh, you can find uh, most of my uh, podcasts at uh, breakroomstudios.com. I do a um, comedy pop culture podcast called Pop Mockers and a, uh, uh, a fake success podcast called uh, Success Face. Here's my and, success uh, face. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Hashtag my success. Face. I, I need to do that. I've been meaning to, but I haven't. Jeez. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. So have all the bots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're a bot, do a selfie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's at uh, mysuccessface.com. Um, those, are, those are the main places you can you can find me. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the show, Chris. It's been really thank fun you. having I've had you. A blast. You oh, guys are awesome. awesome. Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you to say. That's like I said, next. I come on podcasts and lie. So it's just, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, of course these are lies. <laughs> but still, it's nice to hear. So. <laughs> uh, Paul, where can people get in touch with you? They can find me, as always, at pauljpowers.com. Dot com. Yeah. And uh, there you can find what social networks I belong to and catch me there. Awesome. And, Paul, as always, thank you for being on the show. Well, you're quite welcome, sir. Would not be the same without you. Of course it wouldn't. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. And did you have anything to promote other than your fine website? Yeah, free the bots. <laughs> and uh, upvote ET. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. Um, I'm also uh, posting a lot on Pinterest under our uh, Retro Rewind podcast Pinterest page. That's something I'm doing a lot more of. And that's why I'd like to promote this time because I'm, I'm a big fan of Pinterest. I don't know. I, I know Paul's on Pinterest. Uh, Chris, are you on Pinterest at all? Uh, no, I don't really use it. It's Yeah, I, I totally understand. I'm like that with other yeah. social networks. but um, My wife uses the heck out of it. Oh, yeah? She goes oh, crazy yeah. and does all kinds of neat crafts. But. Oh, cool. I just I haven't had the need to to make super fancy cupcakes or anything, <laughs> so I just I haven't used it. Well, you know, but I respect that you do. 
here come more lies. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, go there. You can find that. You can find all the places our podcast is on social networks at retrorewindpodcast.com slash social. Okay. So thank you guys once again for being on the show, Chris and Paul. And Paul, why don't you tell us what we're going to be doing next time on the Retro Rewind Podcast. Next time, we will be rewinding back to the year 1992 for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's right. We're throwing in some tails. But until <laughs> until then, we would love if you would share the show with your friends and support us even more by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And you can um, find us on Patreon and uh, wherever the web takes you. <laughs> Wherever the web takes set. you, we'll get you back to Retro Rewind Podcast. Eventually. All roads lead a there. really inappropriate website. Oh, Is this where you guys are? No, you have to keep going. Eventually, you'll find us. Eventually. Okay. Wow. I've gone through five billion websites and still haven't found you. Come on, Google. Um, work with us. All right. Thank you, Paul. Uh, and most of all, thank you, listeners, for just listening to the show. It's so awesome to have you, to know that you're out there and you, you take time out of your day. Well, I guess you don't take time. Hopefully you're doing, you're listening while you're doing something else, whether it's the dishes or commuting to work or What's know, wrong with just chores. lying on the floor? If you want to lie on the floor I, and just I listen. I demand their full attention. Okay. I expect nothing less. Well, okay. So yeah. when Chris turn in your homework. Stop <laughs> pencils down, everyone. <laughs> Wow, guys. Well, I don't demand that attention. but So All apparently right. when I'm talking, you can do other things. But when Chris or Paul are talking, you listen up. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. They can do nothing. And you're like, no, they have to be doing something. No, I said if. I said if. If. Oh. If. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> Whether you're doing something else or not, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, whether you subscribe to the show and you get it delivered to you through iTunes or Stitcher or what have you, or if you just like going to the website and looking at the awesome art that I do every two weeks, <laughs> a little plug for myself, um, and and listening that way. It doesn't matter. It's awesome to have you as a listener. It's awesome if you, you want to support the show, you can tell a friend about it, say, go listen to these guys. They're pretty funny. Or, you, or not. Or these. I hate these guys. Go listen to them. Either way, you know, share the show. Or if you want to support us, through an iTunes review. You can review us on iTunes. It's always good to get new reviews for that. It helps us get more exposure in iTunes. And the last way you can support us is, like Paul said, on Patreon, where you can say, I want to give a buck or 50 cents, or if you want to give $100 an episode, by all means. Um, but I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> but whatever amount you want to give, it'd be great to help grow the show that way. And with that, like a Pokemon... We'll catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Dot com. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Did you guys hear that? Do you, do you hear it? It's the sound of bots. <laughs> <laughs>
Was there something I was supposed to say? I totally hate it when my red, my right hand is on red, and they call left hand blue. It's just so hard to get those two next to each other. Quite like that in Twister. (laughs) (laughs) And also, would you uh, up your gain just a little bit, Chris? Up my game. Wow. Not cool enough. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 